I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> and no, she's not talking about men. No, I'm not. I We just got done with our live with Avery from Chiller Queen Podcast, mm-hmm. and... It was just a blast. So if you didn't watch it, then so she's in leave. love with Avery. Yeah, that's what she's trying to say. That's what I'm getting at. No, she's in love with her beautiful long locks. You will never ever. <laughs> I I am making a solid promise to our followers out there. You will never hear another complaint about my hair ever mm-hmm. again ever because again. it is back and it is never leaving. Right. Ever. I'm a new ever. woman. She is a new woman. And she will never look like a naked mole rat ever again. No. <laughs> I went from... A, or what do you call it? A drowned, a drowned rat. rat. I went from a solid two oh, to a man. fuckable five. So... <laughs> so if you're single, still don't contact me because not interested. <laughs> That's the thumbnail. That's it. Wow, this started with a bang. Yeah, it did. Yes, we already had did. these delicious margaritas in our live, and they taste like juice. So, but let's get not. wasted. They're not juice. Nope. So that's really the news. Yeah, that's the news. I mean, we've been so busy with the podcast. Like last night, we got drunk for you yeah. all, um, double drunk, and then yeah, tonight we're getting double drunk, and yep. yeah, probably tomorrow and Wednesday. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and every day, yeah. we might need to cleanse our yes. liver. Um, someone, one, my friend responded to. I reposted our little sneak peek of our tequila video. It's mm-hmm. a cheaper, expensive taste test video. And I put, one of us doesn't know our tequila like we thought. And she goes, yeah, that's definitely you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just the town idiot, I guess. You know, so. <laughs> you said it, though, with a lot of confidence. Like, anytime you would be like, oh, this is Don Julio. For sure. You said it with a lot of confidence. So that's all that matters. And I am I am going to give a lot of credit to Jose Corvo. I don't care what you say. It was good. So Hey, it was way better than Patron. But, mm, like, still yeah. not good at all. And I... This is a formal apology to Clasa Azul. Because I... say Well, fuck. I keep getting it wrong. Okay, Clase Azul. Double apology. One, for getting your name wrong the entire video. And I said they were Patron, but at that point we had done like six shots. My taste buds I think were we just were on gone. like number eight. It was nuts, guys. It was bad. So, so that's the news. Uh, yeah, and you will be able to find that video on YouTube. Yeah. So check it out if you want to see us get drunk and make a fool out of ourselves. Yeah, because especially me. It was fun, and I basically yeah, eat the entire video too. So. She does. She's <laughs> eating like a bowl of munchies. Yes. So. <laughs> But yeah, that's all I got. All right, that's all I got too. You ready to dive in? Let's just do it. Okay. So, drinking margaritas. We are drinking margaritas, so that is our something spiked. So if you are 21 and up and you want to drink along, drink along, and we yeah. will talk about the drinking word here in a second whenever we do the disclaimer. Okay. Bottoms up, bitches. No, you got to take a drink oh. after you cheers or it's bad luck. Or you'll have a hundred hangovers. <laughs> oh, God. That's the last thing I need. I know, right? Okay, so our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet. 
Keep in mind, we will talk all things sinister that may or may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. So, drinking word is shooting, shot, shooted. Nope, he's a strangler. I thought you said he used a gun. No, that was the other guy. Uh, oh, okay. Never mind. Um, can we do strangle? We can do strangle. Okay, strangle, strangler, strangling, strangulation. <laughs> So again, if you hear the word... And daddy. That's the bonus word. No. <laughs> okay, yeah, daddy. Fine. We'll never say it. But um, unless we're talking about Daddy Rogan, which we might. Maybe. We got to manifest that shit. Like, we want to be on his podcast one day. So if any of our listeners, like, have connections and you know Daddy Rogan personally or can get us on the show, like, even if we are the water girls, like, we will be the water girls. I will literally be security at the door. I will <laughs> clean the toilets. I don't care. There is no low when no. it comes to Daddy Rogan. Right. So. All right. All right. <laughs> so, if you hear the word strangle, take a sip, and hopefully you get drunk, too. We are talking about Carol Edward Cole, a.k.a. Eddie. That's what he kind of goes by mm. because he hates the name Carol. I would, too, as a man. Um, he is a was a serial killer uh, who was executed for killing at least 15 women, although he confessed to 35. Of course he did. You're not special. Most serial killers mm. claim to kill more than they do. Yeah. So he was born May 9th, 1938 in Sioux City, Iowa. So we are still in the Taurus season. And y'all, I will be so glad when we are out. This wow. bitch, I walked into her house and she's like, it's my birthday week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a big deal. I'm going to be 30 on Sunday. So, um... Join our Patreon, like, subscribe and pay for my Botox, because I am turning 30 on Sunday. And also, if you were on our Instagram Live, which we are literally recording a week before, um, you hear that we want to go to a podcast convention with yes. Avery, but we need your help and support to make it there. So join mm, our Patreon good and idea. donate to our podcast yeah. convention fund. Yeah, I like that. I like that or idea. Or my Botox. Like. Or her nursing home fees. Or that. Because so. they are expensive. <laughs> Give us your money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, again, we are still talking about a Taurus. Um, so, Taurus traits, and um, particularly a man, they're known for having positive traits such as loyalty, generosity, determination, protectiveness, and patience. But the negative traits are the completely opposite. They are lazy, can be materialistic, opinionated, stubborn, highly jealous, possessive, and emotional. According to David Jester, and of course I had to I, <laughs> find this article, and yes. the last name was Jester. That's her maiden name. It's my maiden name. Um, he says that Tauruses are devoted, patient, and hardworking traits, which can make a great personality in someone who is stable and good natured and an evil manipulator in someone who is not. Apparently he's been researching serial killers and the Zodiac signs for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And he also stated that Taurus serial killers tend to be the most gruesome and notorious serial killers. Really? Yeah. Huh. I know. So, which is kind of crazy. Um, 
You just see that on the, the screen? The orb? Yeah. <laughs> I have chills. Stop. I'm going to get scared. Guys, I don't fuck around with, with spirit. I think it was just a dog. <laughs> that thing was round. That was not a dog. Okay, I've got... Okay. <laughs> Guys. Guys, stop. Who's playing pranks on eyes? I don't like this. And she's got dark rooms open over there. I can't look. I can't. Just, you want me to go shut the door? Yes. Okay. okay. It's just a laundry room. Just a laundry room. It's a dark room. It's a perfect place for dead children to hide. Their favorite well, is... We're talking a, about them next. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't fuck around with spirits and ghosts and paranormal and... If you are watching on YouTube, you just saw this little orb fly between <laughs> us, bouncing off us like we're fucking pinko game, and or plinko, and um, yeah, that's a no for me. So this will be the last episode we ever record, ever. Wish us luck. Because okay. we might die. Back to the story. Back to the story. Jesus Christ. Okay. Christ. So, I really want to, like, get in touch with this David Jester guy. Number one, I want to see if he's related to my family. But number two, like, I kind of want to pick his brain and, like, understand, like, if he's been researching serial killers and zodiac signs, mm -hmm. that is crazy. So, oh my god, I'm going to freak you out here in a second. Oh my god, seriously, <laughs> we, I cannot handle this. We are talking about Carol Cole. Um, He goes by Eddie. Okay. He was born... May 9th, 1938. What is the date today? <gasps> May 9th. What if that was his orb? Shut the <laughs> fuck up, Alexa. Oh my god, I'm not even kidding. I'm so just kidding. But it would have been his birthday today. Um, okay, he was born in Sioux City, Iowa to Laverne and Vesta Cole. Um, he was the second child, uh, but when mom had baby number three, they moved to Richmond, California, and his father was immediately drafted into World War II. So mom had to hold down the fort, uh, feed the family, figure out the whole money situation. So guess what she be began doing? Prostituting. Yep. Oh, cool. She became a prostitute, and she made the kids go to her jobs while Aww. she was a drunken mess. Um, she would have sex with men for money, seriously, super drunk, um, and then she would go home and beat the children whenever they got home. Aww. She abused all of the children, but mostly abused Eddie and abused him the worst, and the reason why she abused the children was because she did not want them to tell their father when he came home from the war what mom was actually doing to make money. How old many kids are there? Three. Three. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. So when Eddie entered the first grade, so he's young, very young. Jeez. Uh, the abuse subsided because dad came home from war. Thankfully, he was alive. Um, but he was bullied in school for having a girl named Carol because his name was Carol. So that's why he went by Eddie. I feel like that was a popular name for boys back in the day, though. No. I mean, yes and no, but particularly it's going to be a girl name. Like, yeah. it's not going to be a boy name. So, fair. Um, as a child, he would often black out. Um, and one time he blo he blacked out and woke up and he had killed the puppy. <gasps> oh, Yeah. 
what the heck? Just mm-hmm. like, what's that? Like rage or yeah, like a rage like blackout a, or adrenaline. They don't call it schizophrenia any anymore. A, a associative di- identity disorder is what yeah. it's called now, or dissociation dissociation. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So, killed the family puppy, and then he starts fantasizing about killing his mother and uh, killing women. And he is only in first grade at this time. Oh, my God. So, like six, seven. Jeez. So, at eight years old, um, he was swimming at the Richmond Yacht Harbor with some friends. Uh, he waited for one of his friends, Dwayne, to be alone, and he drowned him. Fully put him underwater until he died. Oh. Eight years old. Oh, my old. God. How do you even know how to do that? I don't know. So, uh, Dwayne was one of the boys who would make fun of him for having a girl name. So, oh, um, yeah, Eddie got the revenge back and said, bitch, you will never call me a girl ever again. No more bullies up in here. No more bullies He's up like, in here. He's like, we don't tolerate bullying, but murder, eh, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Um, Eddie obviously told everyone, you know, like parents got involved and the police got involved, told everyone that it was an accident. But of course, whenever he was an adult and whenever he was arrested, he admitted it later that he actually didn't kill him. Yikes. And that honestly could be something really easy to cover up. Like, think about all the games you play as a kid. Yeah, and in the water. And, like, like dunking each other or who can hold their breath the longest, who can sit at the bottom of the pool. Like, yeah. Easy. Easy peasy. (sighs) So when he was 14, so this is in 1952, he was tested, his IQ was tested, and he was a genius. Score of 152. Mm. Um, but he was a D average student. So, um, that was one of the reasons why he was tested because his parents were like, what the fuck? Why are your grades so bad? Are you, they literally called him retarded. Mm. Um, and turns out he was a complete opposite. He was an actual genius. Um, he just didn't like school. Didn't like school. Probably bored and bullied and... Yeah, exactly. So, he started burglarizing liquor stores (laughs) and uh, he would drink the alcohol that he stole. So. How old are we at now? 14. Wow. Yep. So, fast forward to when he's a junior in high school. So, 16. um, He dropped out of high school. Um, and then two years later, when he was 18, he joined the, the Navy. So here we go. Another serial killer in the military. Y'all need to do a better uh, vetting job here because this yeah. is getting a little ridiculous. It is. It's getting a little ridiculous. And like, what the hell? It's wild. Um, shortly after joining the military, he ended up um, going to the military jail or brigade or whatnot for theft and alcohol use. So he was actually stealing guns. Wow. Yep. Stealing guns from the military and selling them. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably, well, stealing anything from the military, but that's got to be a huge, huge crime. Yeah. 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 Well, um, he did not get dishonorably discharged yet. Um, two years later, still in the Navy, uh, San Diego Police Department arrested him on suspicion of burglary and theft charges. And this is what got him discharged from the Navy. Huh. Yep. Okay. 
So uh, he returned home back to Richmond to live with his parents. And again, mom was abusive, but mostly verbally abusive at this point. Um, you will also notice like from this time until he goes to prison, finally, he is in and out of jail a lot. Like, I mean, a lot. But it's only for short periods of time. And we're going to talk about some of it, but not all of it. But keep in mind, like, his young adulthood, he's probably in jail more than he's free. Ooh. Just because he's stealing shit and he's messy and, like, he doesn't even care. Like, he's just kind of all over the place. Man. So, um, two years later, 22 years old, this is in 1960, he approached a couple in a parked car at Lover's Lane um, it was a drive-in movie theater, um, and he attacked them with a hammer. Wait, he killed them? Nope. Oh. Convicted of assault with a deadly weapon, uh, they lived, and he was sentenced to 30 days on a county work farm. I can't make that shit up. So someone days. comes and beats the fuck out of you with a with hammer. hammer. It's clearly attempted murder. Yep. He wanted to kill him. And they're like, oh, you know what would be really good for this guy? To be around animals and nature for 30 days. Yeah. We're going to have you till the land for 30 days and you're going to learn your lesson. Like, get no. the fuck out of here. No. no. Yeah. So, um, not only was he, like I said, in and out of jail, but he was also in and out of mental hospitals. Um, he attempted suicide multiple times, um, but the one time that he did, he was diagnosed being a psychopath. <laughs> no um, kidding. Right. He was discharged from the mental hospital. Um, you're fine. From the mental hospital early um, after being admitted because they determined that this is a personality disorder. Like, you are doing this. This is not a mental This is illness. a choice. Like, just fix yourself. Your like, chemicals make, are fine. Just yeah. qu quit fucking around. Right. He also, before they discharged him, he told the hospital staff and the police whenever he was, you know, arrested many times, he told them often that he had fantasies about murdering and raping women over and over and over again. But they kept letting him free. They're like, no, this guy is just doing all of this for attention. Like, They're we're like, just going to let him Are you joshing me right now? <laughs> like, what the heck? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a circumstance where, like, has... Because, obviously, people do kid or like, oh, I'm going to kill so-and-so, or I'm going to beat the shit out of so-and-so, or I'm going to go... I'll, whatever. However people joke, dark humor. Mm. But I'm trying to think if there's ever been a time in my life where someone said something like that, and I was like, hmm... Yeah, they might be serious, but yeah. I don't think I have. No, I don't think I have either. But I know a few people yeah. who are, I, I guess I could see them as potential of a crime. And if they were to say it, I feel like I could recognize it. You would hope so. But you're a professional. We're talking about professionals here that work in the hospital and that are fucking police officers. <sighs> and this crazy person is telling you that he has fantasies of murdering... And raping. And raping women. And honestly, not saying... I mean, murder is obviously the end-all, be-all. and yeah. But and rape's not good. But I feel like joking about raping someone is almost worse than joking about murdering someone because it is a com that's what I guess I'm getting it's at trauma, it's a common yeah. thing to joke about murdering people yeah but if you're like ah, I'm gonna go rape. rape Susan yeah like they were just like ha ah, this guy <laughs> <laughs> he's just a psychopath yeah. 
Don't worry. It's just a person. Like you should have heard the joke last week where he said he wanted to rape Debbie. Like yeah. what? No, that's not fun. It's not a joke. Right. Right. <laughs> So, September 1962, um, he was transferred, while he was in a mental hospital, he was transferred to Stockton State Hospital for further testing, um, because the prior doctor had diagnosed him as a passive, dependent person with the facade of independence and confusion concerning sexual identification. So, they're like, whoa, there's a lot going on I was here. Like, this is that? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. So it's more than just a personality disorder being a psychopath. Okay. So they're like, we need to send him for additional testing. So they sent him to Stockton State Hospital. Doctor Wise said, quoted, he seems to be afraid of the female figure, and we cannot and and cannot have intercourse with her first, but must kill her before he can do it because he's scared of it. Because he's scared of women. Because of his mother. So Dr. Wise diagnosed Eddie with schizophrenic reaction of the chronic undifferentiated type. So he has schizophrenic reactions when it comes to women. I called it. Beginning of the episode. You did. You did. Basically a doctor. Dr. Wise then approved of his release in April 1963. So again, what... Nine months later. What the hell? So he moved to Dallas, Texas. Uh, His brother had lived there. Older brother. Um, He met and married an alcoholic stripper named Billy. (laughs) I love that. I know. That's so great. I love it. After two years of marriage, though, he burned down a motel because Billy (laughs) was fucking other men, and he knew it, and so he burned the motel down. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, I know you're screwing there. No more. Billy the bimbo. Billy the bimbo. See this? (laughs) This shit's going to the ground. Burning it down. An entire hotel. Can you imagine, like, motel? Motel, sorry. <laughs> we gotta get Smart that right. classy with it here. <laughs> Correction, motel, but like, and I mean, listen, I think cheating is bad. I mm-hmm. think cheating mm-hmm. is, other than murder, is probably the worst thing you can do in a relationship. Well, that's not true. I think it's bad, but it's very can bad. you imagine like burning your house down because your husband cheated <laughs> on you? So you're like, this shit? Gone. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's extreme, and, I, and extreme. I don't think cheating is good. But that, right. that's a lot. That's a lot. So he was arrested for arson because of this. <laughs> <laughs> so he lost his wife, burnt the motel down, and then he gets arrested. But uh, he was released, and shortly after, and he became he began drifting. So he just wanted to kind of. Travel wherever he wanted to go and see where he would end up. And guess where he ended up? A candle shop. <laughs> Good old Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri. No way! Yes, he did. Oh my gosh, that's like two hours from where we are? Yeah, not far. Yeah. Yep. Lake of the O. Um, he invaded the bedroom of an 11-year-old girl and he mm. tried to strangle her in her sleep. Um, tried? Failed? Hmm. Failed. Um, yeah, parents heard and came in. They were like, what the fuck are you doing? So. Oh, that's scary. Very scary. So he was arrested and sentenced to five years in prison. And he actually pled guilty to that fucking orb was back. That fucking orb was back. It has to be dog hair. 
or something. Or like, yeah, see, there's a little thing of like dust. Okay, continue with your story. <laughs> or Eddie's with us. <laughs> I'm getting chills. Here, okay. let's get the sage I'm ready. <laughs> I love that it's on hand. It is on hand and ready to go. All right. Um. <laughs> yeah, keep that shit out. 1970. So a couple years later, he moved to Nevada, uh, where he attempted to strangle two more women. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's not very good at strangling. No. (laughs) He then was like, you know what? I I need to get back into another mental hospital. So he checked himself in uh, where the doctors continued to document his fantasies because he just consistently bragged about it. But they released him and gave him a bus ticket back to California, particularly San Diego. So Dr. Pebbles... I know, I like that name. I know. So cute. Dr. Pebbles was one of the psychiatrists at uh, this mental hospital in Nevada. Um, Recanted his diagnosis and said Cole was a highly manipulative man who was utilizing his difficulties with the law and his threats of violence in order to acquire shelter when he is out of funds. So... He had looked at his entire health record and was like, no, there is no mental illness with this guy. This guy is just a master, master manipulator and will be violent whenever he is in need of literally anything. So are you saying that he would commit these crimes in hopes of getting put in jail so that he would have apparently something to do? That's what they would. That's what they thought. That's crazy. And it's crazy too that two people... Yeah. So far, I've diagnosed him with, with saying just a he doesn't have disorder. a mental disorder. Mm-mm. Right. Wow. Right. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, some yeah. people get jobs and some people commit murder. So Right. Right. <laughs> or find a hobby. So, you know, we've talked about, um, you know, some things before he starts murdering, right? We've talked about him, you know, burning a motel down. We talk about how he killed the puppy. Um, So I want to talk about, like, the McDonald triad for those of you that don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? No. Like McDonald's or McDonald's? McDonald's. McDonald. Yeah, McDonald. McDonald. Okay. Uh, So the McDonald uh, triad, it's a set of three factors. It was proposed by psychiatrist Dr. McDonald. Um, The triad links... Three different characteristics that basically say if you have two out of the three, um, you're more than likely to become a serial killer. Oh, God, I'm scared. So it links cruelty to animals, okay. obsession with fire setting, and persistent bedwetting. Okay. Well, okay. I only have one of the three. I'll let you guess which one. <laughs> <laughs> persistent bedwetting. <laughs> You weirdo. I just like to play with my candles. Okay, that's fucking weird. I if there are any psychiatrists or psychologists listening, please drop your number in the comment <laughs> box. 1-800-HELP. <laughs> you don't like to like stick paper and like if you're burning like your fireplace or something, I love to like mess with the wood no, and I'd throw like shit to... in there to burn and Okay, a fireplace, maybe. A candle. 
Or like, I just like to get the most out of my candles and so like I'll play around in the fire or like, no? Okay, anyways, continue. <laughs> I'm like normal pyro. I think a lot of people like to set stuff on fire. It's cleansing. Um, <laughs> did you also watch the bed? No, the no. Or you cruel to animals? No, definitely wasn't cruel to animals. I think I like <laughs> once or twice normal wet the bed. Right. But that was me. just listening I literally just had a heart attack she literally just wet the bed <laughs> okay <laughs> add bad weather to the list I'm a psycho <laughs> I'm gonna have to take a Sammy I'm oh dying over God. here okay, okay so back move to on to the triad back to the McDonald triad so um, it says, you know, if you are cruel to animals, obsessed with fire setting, and persistent bedwetting past a certain age, <clears throat> to, bi to violent behaviors, particularly homicidal behavior and sexual predatory behavior. So, basically, what it is saying, and it's a full-on document, which is really cool to kind of, like, read about. The psychiatrist analyzed a bunch of serial killers and found the common denominator of these three things in childhood or early adulthood. And as we know, he was 22 years old when he set the motel on fire. So he was a young, young adult. So he has two out of the three. He has animal torture and fire setting. Mm -hmm. So on the path to success to being a serial killer. And do we really know the bedwetting or... We don't know the bedwetting, okay. so I don't know about that. I didn't read anything about that. I tried to look it up, and many I think I searched like 17 different documents, oh, and I found a great document that was from like a group of psychologists, you know, and their perspective, and it said unknown okay. next to bedwetting. So, so we'll just assume no. We'll assume no. Um, so fast forward, we're going to talk about the murders, so... Um, we are fast-forwarding about eight years, six years. Yeah, six years. May 7th, 1971. He's 32 years old. Um, his first murder victim was a woman named Essie. He met her at a bar, strangled her to death in his car, drove around with her body in the trunk before eventually dumping it on his 33rd birthday on May 9th, two days later. Oh, my God. Yeah. Alexa, this what? is episode 33. <laughs> Anyways, what? not a huge deal because he obviously has more, but it's kind of funny. That's when he started. Yeah, and right, right. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. He's here. So, no. Two weeks later, May 23rd, um, he met and strangled a woman named Wilma. He then buried her body in the woods and her body has never been found. Man, May thirtieth. I know. Just keep it for a minute. May thirtieth. Uh, seven days later, he strangled his third unknown victim. Lots of threes in the story. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, for a second. June June. So just the following month, uh, he went back to jail for theft and a DUI, but was released in March the following year. So March nineteen seventy two. Okay. 
Sometime before the summer of 1972, he picked up two hitchhikers, so two women. Uh, he killed one with a hammer, and the other one he strangled, and then he buried their bodies, and they have never been found. Oh, I think that's the worst. Yep. So, we can see the type of killer that he is. He is clearly a missionary killer, and there are multiple different types of killers, but... I know it's kind of weird that like we've never really dived into the types of killers and the McDonald triad and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to put that into perspective for you all. For those of you that don't know, there are different types of killers. There are emotional killers. There's, you know, whatever. He is a missionary killer. And they call it missionary or mission-oriented. Um, a mission-oriented killer sees his goal as eliminating an identifiable group of people, such as prostitutes, or young women, or black women, or gay people, or children. Homeless? So, Would that be one? Or no? Yeah, like homeless mm. people, for sure. So an identifiable group of people is who they solely focus on. So this type kills for pleasure derived from the act of killing. Um, so you'll also see that his main method of killing is strangulation. So I think there's only a couple of instances where he uses a hammer, but every other murder that he did, he strangled them. So, yeah. Crazy. Wow. Mm -hmm. And it's just like one and done. Bam, bam. Bam, bam. Mm. So the following year, um, July 1973, he married another woman, so wife number two. Her name is Diana. Uh, she was an alcoholic but was not a stripper, so mm -hmm. he graduated a little bit. Um, <laughs> no hotels are going to be harmed in this one. No hotels are going to be harmed in this one. However, we'll talk a little bit about her. Um, their marriage was nowhere near a normal marriage at all. Um, neither one of them were, uh, is it misogynistic? M m the, where you only have sex with each other. Like, you're not, like, both of them cheated on each other. Misogynist? No. Misogynist. Misogynistic. <laughs> Misog no. Mis a misogynist is, is like a man who puts down women. You're a misogynist. You're thinking of... No, that's not right. Po there's polyamorous. Multiple. Okay. So, uh, monogamous. Monogamous. Not misogynous. <laughs> Guys, also, I'm really proud of myself. Yeah, I'm proud of you, too. Yeah, misogynist, monogamous. Got it. Okay. Different. They were monogamous. They were not monogamous. They were polyamorous. polyamorous. Yes. So, they... Poly meaning multiple, amor, love, us. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I just ruined all my credit. <laughs> yeah, she ruined okay. all of it. Anyway, so they both cheated on each other constantly. It was just a very, very toxic situation. Okay, but time out. There was also... <laughs> There's people who cheat, but then polyamorous is an agreement that we're going to be open. No, they there was no agreement. Oh, okay, They were gotcha. just both There's cheating cheaters. on each other, and it was okay. just toxic. Yeah. Right. So, um, the following year, in August 1974... Uh, they both moved to Vegas. So they're living in California, or sorry, they're living in Texas and they both moved to Vegas at this time. Um, he found a job where he was transporting coins or like casino chips, but mm -hmm. they used to be coins. Uh, he would transport coins from airports to casinos, but he felt like the casino life was too much for him. So he fucking left Diana behind and Diana behind in Vegas and he moved to Wyoming. 
I'm shocked he didn't like steal. Yeah, not from there. Hmm. Surprisingly. Or burn up the casino down. Right, burn the fucking casino down. <gasps> so the next year in August, literally a year later, he le- he met a woman named Merlin uh, while partying. She was a prostitute, offered sex. Uh, well, he strangled her and he left her on the side of the road in a sleeping bag. Wow. So, because he had killed a woman, he was like, fuck, I can't stay in Wyoming, so I need to go back to Vegas. Uh, But he ended up in jail in Vegas because he was later arrested for stealing a car. Wow, okay. He's just all over the place. He is all over the place. And not doing any real time or punishment. No, not at all. Like, months at a time. So, he made bail. Didn't didn't stay in jail. He made bail, and he went to Oklahoma City. Yeah, okay. yeah, man, this is like literally everywhere. all over the place. It's okay. weird. So, um, in Oklahoma City, the night before Thanksgiving, he met a woman at a strip club, and she was obviously a stripper. He was like, "Hey, let's party. Let's go to a hotel room." So they continued to party in the hotel room. He had a blackout incident. Uh, he woke up and found her dead in the bathtub with her feet and arms in the fridge. <gasps> her but was in a pan on the stove and had been cooked. It had been cooked? Yep. Like in the oven? Like on the stove, like fried, like sauteed on the stove. And this was his first act of cannibalism. <gasps> Shut up. This yeah. is so random. Yeah. Yeah. So he what? freaked out, he panicked, um, told experts that he truly blacked out and that he's always blacked out, you know, as a kid, obviously, whenever he was arrested and talking to psychiatrists and all that. Um, but as we heard in his childhood, he blacked out and he killed the puppy. Well, he blacked out and he killed this woman. Cooked her, or sorry, dismembered her, cooked her, her and ate her. her. Yep. So he freaked. Uh, he gathered the remains and dumped them at a landfill. Oh my god. Wow. Yep. And he can't claim he was blackout for that. No. No, no, no. So over the next couple of years, he was back in and out of jail, back in and out of mental hospitals. Uh, he was arrested for a DWI, but then he was released on a $2,000 bond. So it's just wild. Like this man has been in and out of jail or in and out of prison more than anyone I think ever has in history and was still free. Yeah. Like it's just wild. It's seriously just wild. Yeah, this is crazy. And like obviously he's robbing people or stealing and everything to get away with it and everything. But it's like even for these little things, how are you not piecing this together? I know. I know. So, um, August 27th, 1979, he met and strangled a woman named Bonnie after a night of partying and sex, and he dumped her body in a random garbage can in the back of a building. Wow. Just one and done. Yep. No stalking, no, just, yep, you. Yep. September 19th, so just a couple of weeks later, he strangled his wife, Diana. He's (gasps) like, fuck that bitch. (laughs) He wrapped her body in blankets. Why are you laughing? Because. (laughs) (laughs) Out of everyone. 
random people, and then he just decides, you know what, fuck her, I'm going to kill her too. Like, normally they don't kill their spouses. And like, right like, off the bat. Or, I mean, years later after they've been married, like, he's killed like ten fucking women by now. Why, why is he killing his wife? He's compulsive. He's a psycho. God. Well, poor Diana. I know. So he strangled her, wrapped her body in blankets, stuffed her in the closet. <laughs> you gotta laugh. You gotta yeah, laugh. you have to, I guess. <laughs> oh my god. So you know, bad. So bad. So stuffed her in the closet, right? Right. He's out back digging a grave. For wow. her, he's gonna bury her at her house, right? He's That's fucking, the punchline. Yes, right. He's digging this grave when the neighbor saw and called nine one one. Well, the bitch was already in the grave by the time the police arrived, and he told the police that they had a night of partying, and he woke up and she was dead, and so, so he freaked out. I just decided to bury her, officer. <laughs> yeah. So he said, he literally didn't. He told them that he wanted her to be buried at their home. And so the police took the body and they ruled her death as alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Shut up. I hope they lose yes, their jobs. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Oh, they're like, oh, that's so they sad. They didn't see the strangulation mark around her neck or anything. Or the fact that her husband, husband. was burying her in the <laughs> yeah. back fucking yard. Yeah. Didn't report her death. Didn't call 911. The neighbor did, though. <sighs> yeah. I, and they're like, oh, that's so sad. In fact, let us help you move the evidence of the murder. Right. And you know what? We'll help you. We'll mark this as alcohol poisoning. And then when we're done, we'll pray for you. Right. This is so tragic. So tragic. God. And then we will create you a GoFundMe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. That's terrible. I know. He then became a truck driver. So, we kind of... We haven't talked about, like, his career, but he always did, like, hard labor. So, he would work at, like... um, Farms. Like, where... Yeah. (laughs) Farms. He was sent to work at farms. No, he would work at, like, uh, warehouses Mm -hmm. or, like, construction type work. Or there was one time he worked at the railroad. So... He kind of did like manual labor jobs and then he was like, you know what? I'm going to become a truck driver. Okay. Easy way to be a serial killer. And travel. I and love traveling. traveling. Yeah. I mean, he's already traveled, <laughs> so might as well do it for free. So November, uh, so two months later, he killed another woman in, the, in a hotel room and he left her body for the hotel maid to find. Yeah. I bet <sighs> they see crazy shit. Can you I mean, dead bodies aside, I bet they see some I bet crazy seen shit. Dead bodies. Oh yeah, I bet. Or blood everywhere. Yeah. Or sex acts. So drugs. There was this one time. So my brother used to wrestle, and we would have to go to like wrestling tournaments all over the state and stuff. And I remember I was like thirteen or fourteen, and my dad, my sister, my brother, and I went to Kansas City. And Kansas City hotels are expensive. Even whenever I was like however old, 13 or 14, they were expensive at the time and we were poor. So my dad finds this fucking probably $40 a night hotel, right? Terrible yeah. part of Kansas City. So we get into this hotel cadence. There's fucking brown shit all over the walls. 
And I remember... Wait, like brown shit? Are you saying it's no, something like brown? No, brown stuff. Okay. Sorry. Not shit. I say shit a lot and I don't mean shit. Okay. Brown stuff all over the walls. Like splatter. And I remember Zach was like, what is that? Soda? And I'm like, I'm like 13. I'm like, no, it's blood. <laughs> You're like, hmm. I'm like, don't fucking touch the walls. Nobody touch the walls. Oh my God, that I is die. blood. And it was. It was blood all over the walls. And your parents are like, all right, kids, 99. Yeah, flips off like yeah my dad, like, I don't know, he went to go get beer or something and left us in the hotel room. And then we told him. Like, well, yo, just dad, don't touch the walls. There's DNA all over the wall right now. Right. Oh, that's scary. It was scary. So, yeah. I bet they see a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Ew. That's what we should do a short story over. We should take a black light into a hotel room. No. No, like a bad one we would never stay at. Like on the north side of Springfield or something. Oh my god, those are those those like Dateline episodes yeah. where they do that, yeah. and they'll go into like five star hotels and do it. And Ew, it's so gross. Ugh. I know it's can't. bad. You can't think about that shit. No. Anyway, ignorance so, is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. We need more of that. Um, month later, uh, he got married again. So nice. he was over Diana. Uh, married a female coworker, and while they were on their honeymoon, they got pulled over. Well, he didn't have a valid driver's license, and when the cop had to, like, look up his name or, you know, radar it in because it was in the 70s, he definitely didn't have a computer to look it up, um, a warrant came up for parole violation. So, uh, he was arrested and sentenced to time at the Medical Center for Federal Prisons, but he was then extradited to Texas to be tried for three murders he committed. Nice. Yep. It's about time. Yep. Wow. Way to go, Texas. Way to go, Texas. Texas laid down the law. So, um, getting into the trial and the conviction. It's very, very easy. Following uh, two years later, well, a year and a half, April 9th, 1981, Texas convicted him of three murders, and he was sentenced to life in prison at the Huntsville Prison. Okay. Fast forward to January 1984, his mother died, and this is when his attitude kind of took a change. So, when he was in prison before, he didn't really talk about anything. He was innocent, he was trying to appeal everything, but when mom died, he had an attitude change and an attitude shift, and he was like, all right, I'm confessing to all my murders, even murders that nobody had yet convicted him up. Wow, so like a come to Jesus. Come to Jesus, but he hmm. hated his mother. So that's weird. It is weird. He also said to the reason why he killed the women that he killed, the prostitutes, was because he hated his mother so much for what she put him through as a child and what he had no had to witness mm. with her being a prostitute. It's sad because you read a lot of, like, the psychiatrist and the psychology notes about him. And initially, whenever he was locked up, he didn't want to talk. Yeah. He was like, no, I had a fine childhood. Everything was good. Everything was good. I don't want to talk about it. don't want to talk about it. But then after she died, he started talking. And he said that that was what made him the way that he is. 
That is what made him hate women, mm. and that's what made him hate prostitutes. And essentially, that's who he killed was a prostitute. Yeah, I'm just curious though. So going back to like his diagnosis of he's not mentally ill, he is just a manipulator and narciss- narcissistic and all mm-hmm. of this. Then it's like okay, so you were covering up, and now you're telling us all the truth. And right. you, in theory, you would like to think, oh, because he is of of a sane mind, right? Well. I mean, Insane. medically, um, then we should believe what he says that he did all this. But again, right. he's so good at manipulation. He is. And he is a narcissist. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, is he exaggerating? Yeah. Cause now he wants the attention. Like, mm. yeah, I know it, it's hard. They did, uh, convict him of 14 murders. Um, so, uh, he took responsibility again of all 14 murders plus wow. more, um, especially the murders in Nevada. He knew that, so the state of Nevada hadn't even convicted him yet. They were kind of piecing together, uh, the dots, right? Or putting together the dots because they saw what had happened in the Texas murders. They're like, oh, it's the same MO. He's yeah. strangling them. They're prostitutes. He leaves them or dumps yeah. their body. Has to be our guy. But he knew that if he accepted guilt, that he would face the death penalty. And he did. He didn't care. So he said, yeah, I did them. I'm guilty. Wow. So the next month, February of February 1984, he was extradited to Nevada, where Las Vegas jail, uh, where he was convicted of the death of two, the deaths of two women and sentenced to death. Um, when the sentencing was completed, so when the judge said, you know, I'm sentencing you to death, all he said was, thanks, judge. <laughs> wow, that is chilling. Yeah. Like, no emotion, literally nothing. He was just done. He, he was, was done. He was He was done. exhausted. Yeah. Mentally exhausted. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm done. I'm manipulating. And honestly, if you think about it, yeah. not saying that people who are mentally unstable don't have you know, burdens as well, but it's like, yeah. I feel like if you have a mental, if this is a mental thing, right. your brain can compartmentalize it to hide yeah. it, to hide your feelings. Right. Whereas like, if that's not your issue, your issue is not mental. That all right. is just existing. Like For you sure. are reliving that. For sure. Yeah. You probably don't hide it away as good as somebody who has massive issues. Right. Right. And, I mean, if you think about, yeah, and if you think about that lifestyle, think about, I can't even imagine being, like, a serial killer. I can't. Like, you, shut (laughs) up. You are constantly, like, watching your back, I would think. Constantly watching your back, or, you know, there's so much chaos, and so much negativity, and craziness going on in your life, and then all of a sudden, you would... (laughs) Rogan, get out of there. Get out of that bag. But you come to a point in time where you're like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I'm exhausted. He had already said that he did it. So he's like, I know I'm going to die. He's like, fuck it. Fuck it. I did it. Kill me. Right. He's trying to get in that bag. Why? He's laying on it. (laughs) Because that's ours from home. Oh, so pathetic. Anyways. So he was then sentenced or sent to Nevada State Prison um, in November, so six, seven months later. Um, and he was executed the following year, December 6, 1985. Wow. So what year did all of this start? 
In the 70s. Wow. Early 70s. Crazy. 1971. Was his, well, I mean, his first murder was when he was eight years old. Right. But his main murder spree was yeah, in the 70s. Wow. He mm-hmm. just, like, literally was like, mm, over it. I'm done. Yeah. Which is, I feel like, pretty uncommon. It very, yeah, it really is uncommon. Yeah. Either Even, they're, like, singing like a canary in the beginning, or they maintain their innocence throughout the entire situation. Yeah. I mean, even the people who admit or plead guilty yeah. aren't like, yeah, I'm, I'm over I it. Did. Just kill me. Yeah. Wow. I know. Crazy story. I've never heard that one. Yeah. So that was Carol, Edward, or Eddie Cole. Great job. <sighs> well, I'm glad we made it through that episode. We I had did. I got chills like five million times, <laughs> and now we're getting ready to record a paranormal episode. So we this are. is just so great for me right now. But, <laughs> um, patrons, Patreon. So guys, a couple of things. We really are looking to grow the podcast. Yes. Boost our engagement. So yes. Obviously, if you would like to help support the podcast financially, go to our Patreon. There are several perks for you there. But even if you don't, please, if you're liking this on YouTube, hit like, hit subscribe. Subscribe. If you're on a podcast platform, take a second to rate and review. Mm -hmm. You can also just go to our Instagram Follow us, like a couple of pictures, leave a comment occasionally, and it helps so, so much. It really does. So smash that like button, hit subscribe. Like, comment, share, save. And thank you. Like, comment, share, save. Okay. New single coming out next month. Um, <laughs> but thank you to our Patreons. Yes. Uh, you guys significantly help out by your monthly donations. So yes, we appreciate it. And thank you to our sponsor, ColorUpCBD, ColorUpCo.com. Use code SINISTER20 to get 20% off of your skincare needs, your CBD needs, and stuff for your dogs. Because yep. this one needs it. Oh, he's oh. laying in a bag right now. Yeah, he is. Um, especially in summer, guys. Protect yes, your skin. Protect your be skin. Be healthy and shit. Right. So, right. And we will see you next week with a short sinister story yes. all about paranormal fucked up kids. Kids. <laughs> kids. The two people in this world who should never, ever give any sort of knowledge on children are going to come be coming at you with the scariest of fucking little cum dumpsters. So, <laughs> so, so, so sinister, y'all. Bye. So.